Do you know how to find the right oil for your car? Now you can find out quickly and easily online, thanks to Castrol's Rego to Oil tool. Simply type in your Rego, select your state, and within seconds you'll know the best Castrol products to unlock the edge of performance in your car. So what's your car best suited to? Just search Rego, the number two, and oil and find out. A Motorsport Podcast Network production. Welcome along, Sleuthers. Great to have you with me. Aaron Noonan here. It is Repco Supercars Weekly to round out another week. And what a week it's been in supercars. A reminder, too, you can enjoy a range of content, podcasts, news, videos, competitions right now on the Repco Garage website. The address, garage.repco.com.au. Now, some news today. Let's get into it. Premier Racing is in the news today, and not because of their drivers or their cars or anything else. It's because of their engineers. They've grabbed engineer Romy Meyer from Triple Eight, who you might remember she engineered the wild card at Bathurst last year that Craig Lowndes and Declan Fraser drove. She's been with Triple Eight for a while, history in DTM and some GT racing as well. Her exact role with that Premier team yet to be specified. However, uh, Tim Slade, who of course drives the number 23 Camaro, hasn't had a full-time engineer so far this season. In fact, he's had a couple of various engineers across the way so far. So we'll wait and see what the lineup of engineering looks like for Premier Racing for Townsville. So another ex Triple Eight member of that team now coming across from one team to the other. Of course, Matt Cook, team principal at Premier, is uh, ex Triple Eight race engineering as well, was there for a very long time. Now, one of the biggest stories going around at the moment is the Cam Waters story. Now, no definitive comment either way on this, but as Conor O'Brien reported on V8 Sleuth this week, Walkinshaw Andretti United is leading the charge to grab him should he no longer be at Tickford Racing for 2024. It sounds like there's lots of water to go under the bridge on this one. Uh, Tickford Racing seemed to be of the viewpoint that, well, he's not going anywhere. He's got a deal and it's been triggered and the like. However, they, hasn't, they haven't really made any public statement or comment on that. Um, so there seems to be a bit in all of this. But anyway, we'll wait and see on what unfolds. It might all change. It might not. That's the beauty of Silly season, but it looks like Cam Waters is the domino in the middle of it that everybody else or anything else that will change will really feed from. Uh, Well, not all of them, but probably uh, a couple of them in the scenario that he does leave, if he leaves. Uh, Shane Van Gisbergen, he's jetted out to the United States, and he said in the last 24 hours online he will be in supercars in 2024. After that, not so sure yet, but he has publicly stated he'll be staying next year. Of course, he makes his NASCAR debut next weekend on the streets of Chicago. Uh, in the meantime, though, Red Bull Ampole Racing are pulling apart his number 97 Camaro in a bid to understand why things didn't go fully smoothly for him at the Darwin Triple Crown at Hidden Valley, even though he finished second in the points overall for the weekend behind his own uh, teammate Brock Feeney. They still want to get to the bottom of those things with that car where he was saying it was pulling to the left. He wasn't happy with how that thing was performing. So while he's away, the team will have a good old look over things. Now, if you haven't also caught up this week, and I reckon you probably have, but if you haven't, Supercars have confirmed a parity adjustment is being worked on in the wake of recent on-track performance in the Repco Supercars Championship. Now, I'll read to you the statement that Supercars put out. Some of you might have read this or seen it. Some of you might not have. The statement reads, The parity review system is designed to identify and evaluate any imbalances among the competing models. It works using the analysis of lap times across a number of races to determine whether a disparity exists. The threshold to trigger a review must be achieved consistently over either five consecutive races 
or five of eight championship races. These conditions were met following the final race in Darwin. So that is the end of the statement. So the review will see recommendations made, I reckon, pretty swiftly and likely implemented before the next round of the championship, which, of course, is the NTI Townsville 500 in North Queensland in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, Lots of news going on this week as well. Uh, From a Motorsport Australia perspective, CEO Eugenia Rock has confirmed he's going to depart that position at the end of this year. That's a role he's held uh, since 2012, of course, formerly with North Melbourne Football Club in the AFL. Uh, DJR fans, there's a bit of a link there. Of course, their uh, CEO, David Noble, is formerly the coach of North Melbourne in the AFL. Uh, You might remember DJR fans last year at Bathurst was the 100th championship race for the team. Of course, the cars ran a special retro livery on both Mustangs, but there's another special livery you might not know about. So, a special celebratory 1,000 races livery, which is white, blue, and gold, has been put on a bunch of model cars, 112th, 118th, and 143rd. They look really cool, actually. Uh, they're available now. There's only very limited quantities in each size. Jump on the V8 Sleuth Superstore now. Grab those and snap them up because they are a limited run. Uh, speaking of limited runs, if you're a Tickford fan, Get in now, pre-order our 400-page hardcover book covering all of the Tickford team's Falcons and Mustang supercars. 20th anniversary this year. Remember, the team started in 2003 as Ford Performance Racing. We've had a huge response already to this book. We've been digging through the photo files, coming up with some amazing shots. Our team delving back through the result sheets, having a look at some of the drivers that tested these cars that you might have forgotten who never raced them. There's all sorts of interesting stories and layers upon layers that will be in this book. The link to pre-order that book is in the show notes of this episode. Now, on this day on Repco Supercars Weekly is a segment we like to do. The date, according to my diary and my calendar, is June the 23rd. Now, there's a couple of things that stood out here when I look back at this. 1985, on this day, marked the Australian Touring Car Championship debut of a young gun, Tony Longhurst, at the wheel of the third uh, BMW, the 323i that he started in back then. Um, (laughs) Yeah, time does fly. Of course, he'd already raced at Bathurst for a couple of years in the Camaro of Mike Bergman and the JPS BMW 635 with Jimmy Richards, but 85 on this day was his debut in the championship uh, per se. That was in the FM 104 Trophy at Lakeside in Queensland. He finished seventh in that race, by the way, if you're wondering, and also a little unique piece of history in that race on this very day too in 1985. That was the last time that Larry Perkins competed for the Holden Dealer team. Remember that he split with Peter Brock partway through that season, not long after this race at Lakeside, that was the final time he drove. A lot of people forget that he did do a couple of appearances in those um, mobile-era HDT Commodores the first year of Group A. Of course, later on, he and Brock got together for another year with uh, mobile backing in Larry-run VN Commodores in 1991. And in fact, it's on this day in 1991 at Malawa that it was a 1-2 finish for the Nissan GDRs. Mark Scaife heading home. Jim Richards and the best of the rest was Tony Longhurst in by then, a B&H BMW M3. So there you go. Bit of history on this day on Repco Supercars Weekly. Now, next Wednesday, V8 Sleuth Podcast returns. It's part two of my chat with Tim Edwards. And in part one, if you haven't heard it, have a listen. It's great fun. There's some great stories in there. We covered more his time of coming through the ranks here in Australia and then moving overseas, working, of course, in Formula One with Jordan Grand Prix and Alan Docking Racing in Formula 3 and Mika Salo, and there's a story about a nude uh, sauna launch that you really do need to listen to if you haven't heard it. But part two next week, we focus on his, 
I guess his more modern history and in terms of his time back in Australia with what was then FPR, it became PRA, and it is now Tickford Racing. He's been with that team for all bar a couple of its seasons of existence. Lots of stories from the highs and the lows behind the scenes. That's part two of my chat with Tim Edwards coming up next Wednesday. That one drops. Castrol Motorsport News Podcast, it's back on Tuesday as per every week. Stefan Bartholomew, Andrew Van Leeuwen, best in the business, award-winning, the latest and greatest insight into Australian and overseas motorsport. So we've got you covered for content every week with the Motorsport Podcast Network. Right, I'm done. Thanks for tuning in to Repco Supercars Weekly. Been great to have you on board. Jump online, visit the Repco Garage now. The address is garage.repco.com.au and I'll chat with you next week. Do you know how to find the right oil for your car? Now you can find out quickly and easily online thanks to Castrol's Rego to Oil tool. Simply type in your Rego, select your state, and within seconds you'll know the best Castrol products to unlock the edge of performance in your car. So what's your car best suited to? Just search Rego, the number 2, and oil and find out.